time for a PBFG quick hitter. All right, coming at you with another quick hitter here. It's Joe at BMADFTS, the keeper of the real. I got to talk about Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus Mac Jones and the New England Patriots because I think that a lot of people watch this game. I know that a lot of people watch this game, but I think that a lot of people that usually don't watch games watch this game. A lot of people that usually rely on stats actually watch this game. And I think that a lot of people are taking away completely the wrong idea from it because of this. Some of the narratives coming in were that Mac Jones is a really, really good rookie quarterback. He's so smart. He's so advanced. He's so polished. Uh, Additionally, one of the narratives was that Bill Belichick was going to show everybody the blueprint for just how to limit and stop Tom Brady. Now, we got results that almost sort of, if you squint just the right way, look like those both came true. But if you know what the fuck you're doing, they did not. So first of all, we've got the narrative that Bill Belichick bottled up and limited Tom Brady. This is false. This is objectively false. So the first quarter, maybe quarter and a half, Tom Brady looked objectively bad. I'll I'll grant you that. I broke down his stats into the first half and the second half while I was grading. And by stats, I mean the stats that I make based on my film evaluations of each and every play. In the first half, he was legitimately average, which is not Tom Brady's normal performance. He was legitimately average in the first half until that final two-minute drive. On that two-minute drive before half, he really turned it on. He had an elite throw, a great throw, a solid throw, a pedestrian throw, and then three bad ones, two of which just slipped out of his hands in the rain in the red zone. Uh, The last two passes of the drive, actually. They both slipped out of his hand and went a little bit high. The read was right. The ball was in the right area, just high. And that shit happens, but it's on him. You know, have a stronger hand, grip the ball better. It's wet, but it's wet for everybody. So... I'm not going to give him a break, though I understand. In the second half, Tom Brady was lights the fuck out. He had four elite throws. Two of them, actually, were on the final Buccaneers drive when they scored the game-winning field goal. Two of them were deep balls, both to Antonio Brown. On the last drive, when the Buccaneers scored their ultimate game-winning field goal. Now, on the first one, Brady realized that Antonio Brown was winning deep. He had room outside. He hung the ball just on the sideline where only his guy could get it. Safe ball. Perfect. 40 yards downfield or so. Antonio Brown looked up and must have lost the ball in the lights. He just completely missed it. I mean, Antonio Brown's not the kind of guy you expect to miss an open deep ball. Additionally, on the very next play, Antonio Brown gets a little bit of separation in the end zone. Brady hits him in the very back of the end zone. Again, this one's like 50 or 60 yards downfield. It is a gorgeous throw. It is perfect. It hits Antonio Brown in both hands. And while it wouldn't have been an easy catch for Antonio Brown, that's one that you expect your guy to make. You Brady could not have put that ball any better if he got to pause time and walk it in. By the way, for those of you who like to bet on football games, if either of those hits... Buccaneers minus six, the original number, at least pushes. So this game could have been a little different. What's perception like if Brady covers or pushes? Additionally, he had the deep ball to Antonio Brown that was called back because of a hands-to-the-face penalty. It should have been a holding, not a hands-to-the-face, but that's not on Brady. It's a fucking awesome throw. He absolutely got what he wanted out of the New England defense, and he absolutely beat it. So that's three elite balls to Antonio Brown, which don't go on Brady's stat sheet. But they're great fucking throws. They're not great. They're perfect. They're downfield. They're deep. They hit him in stride. Nothing better. Nothing you can do better. Brady protected the ball well. He didn't fumble or throw any interceptable ones. He was accurate on 72.22% of his passes. And I know what some of you might be thinking. You're thinking, but wait, Tom Brady had a 51% completion percentage. The worst he's had in, you know, years. Yeah, that's true. It's also true that the Buccaneers dropped eight balls. 
uh, on one of the earlier drives, I think it might have been the second drive of the game. Yeah, it was the second drive of the game where the Buccaneers missed the field goal. Tom Brady threw a dart through traffic right into Cameron Brate's hands. Cameron Brate should have caught the ball at about the one yard line. If he doesn't score a touchdown there, Tom Brady probably sneaks it in on the very next play. It's a perfect throw. There's nothing wrong with it. Brate just dropped it. Nothing you can do. Nothing you can do. I think the next drive, Tom Brady has a very well-placed throw to Mike Evans on a slant. He's open, but Brady puts it high to Evans because Mike Evans is very tall, and this is what he does. It is a good throw. There's absolutely nothing wrong with the ball placement whatsoever. It hits Mike Evans in both hands and slips through. I understand it's wet out there, but that doesn't take away from Brady's performance. I'm not saying Mike Evans is a bad receiver. I'm not saying you should cut him. I'm not saying he's overrated. I'm not saying any of that. I'm simply saying that he dropped the ball, and he did. Now, if either one of those balls gets caught, all of a sudden, the Buccaneers are covering big time. Because I've just laid out four points on the Antonio Brown end zone drops that the Buccaneers should have gotten. At least three points that the Buccaneers... We're going to be super conservative here. So three points that the Buccaneers should have gotten from Cameron Brake catching that ball at the one-yard line. Because... At the very least, that becomes an 18-yard field goal instead of 36-yard field goal. And that's a little bit more makeable. So we'll say at least 7 points. Probably, probably more like 10, but at least 7 more points come the Buccaneers' way. If Evans catches that ball at about the 5-10-yard line, hmm, there's a 50-50 shot that they get another 4 points from a touchdown instead of a field goal. So let's call that a 2-point addition. We're looking at 9 points that the Buccaneers missed out on, conservatively, simply because of a few drops that I just laid out. That's not to mention any bad penalties. That's not to mention any drops that stalled drives. That's just really, really easy ones. Let's go to the other side because there was another drop that really uh, altered the spread. Mac Jones threw the ball in the fourth quarter directly at the hands of Devin White, right by the goal line too. If Devin White catches that ball, he's probably going to get six, but let's say he doesn't. It just takes three points off the board for the Patriots. Now we're looking at the Bucks win by 14 instead of two. You know, you add up all the drops, you add up Devin White's drop, not pick six. We're looking at at least a 14-point swing here. The Bucks would cover. Everybody would say, Tom Brady did it again. Everybody would say, he beat the master. Maybe Belichick isn't all he's cracked up to be. But alas. Let's talk about Mac Jones, because a lot of people are really high on him right now. Chris Collinsworth cannot seem to get Mac Jones' grades out of his mouth. Maybe other things. But anyhow... Mac Jones is getting a lot of credit for looking really, really, really bad in the first half and then looking average in the second half when Carlton Davis went down and the Buccaneers were forced to start two cornerbacks who have been on the team for a cumulative eight days, both of which were completely washed and out of the league for a good reason. The whole game, Richard Sherman was an abject liability. He was playing bail coverage on literally every snap. He was lined up sideways on literally every snap because he does not know how to do anything other than just play a drop cover three. He knows how to run backwards and chase. He's not looking to play man. He is not looking to play any in-breaking route. He can't play anything short. He knows. He is cooked. His agility is that of most nose tackles when they're sleeping. His speed is that of most defensive ends and not the new-aged ones. I mean the ones from 1999. The dude is absolutely nothing. People are like, oh, but he got seven tackles and had a fumble recovery. Yeah, he had a fumble recovery because he wasn't doing anything in the real play. He had seven tackles because they kept on fucking throwing at him for easy completions. Mac Jones showed that he really can't handle pressure. He ate three sacks in this game and threw two pickable balls. He showed that he can't throw downfield. And yes, I understand it was raining, but it was raining for Brady too. And he was accurate on 77.8% of his passes. 
more than half of his dropbacks ended in a give me. 56.25% of his dropbacks ended in a pedestrian throw to a wide open receiver short. These are things that Colt McCoy can do. Colt McCoy turns out basically the exact same performance as Mac Jones did. Mark Sanchez, same performance as what Mac Jones just did. I don't care what the stats say. If Richard Sherman is playing 15 yards cushion coverage, you can get a five yard curl every single time and your completion percentage over expectation should be zero because it should be 100% guaranteed that you get a completion there and it should be 100% guaranteed that your receiver catches it and it should happen every goddamn play. And it did. And I don't blame Mac Jones for not going deep often enough. That's partially on Josh McDaniels and partially on what the defense gives him. If the defense is going to give you Richard Sherman playing bail coverage every single snap, giving a 5-15 to 15 yard cushion, you take the short route. You get the guaranteed yardage and you march up and down the field and churn clock. Totally fine. My problem is that anytime Mac Jones did try to go downfield, anytime he did try to create, he was bad at it. He did have eight positive throws, but they were all of the solid variety. The stuff that's just above average. The stuff that's between, you know, eight and 15 yards downfield. You know, passes to wide open dudes a little bit further than those. Like, the performance that Mac Jones turned in is something you legitimately expect from Mark Sanchez. Which is funny because Mark Sanchez was exactly my player comp for Mac Jones. So even against a terrible secondary, even with a good game plan, Mac Jones turned in a very average performance. I gave Mac Jones a C- on the day. I gave Tom Brady an A-. Mac Jones was accurate on 77.78% of his aimed passes. But Mac Jones also turned out 56.25% cheap plays. Those cheap plays, again are plays that I expect any backup quarterback to make. Meanwhile, Tom Brady turned out 68.18% accuracy at the end of the game, right? And again, this is almost 30 percentage points different from his accuracy rating, you know, his accuracy percentage. But those eight drops will do that. The two throwaways will do that. Brady also only had 35.56% cheap plays. So Brady is playing extremely aggressive. He's throwing downfield a lot. He's getting hurt by drops. Mac Jones is not getting hurt by drops. He is being extremely conservative. He is taking exactly what the defense gives him against a terrible defense. If you walked away from this game thinking that Bill Belichick's scheme limited Tom Brady, you are either doing one of two things. Either one, you are admitting that you don't really know what you're looking at. Or two, you are insinuating that somehow Bill Belichick schemed up a defense that innately causes drops from Pro Bowl wide receivers and a Pro Bowl tight end. I think Cameron Brait made a Pro Bowl. Is he a great tight end? No. But the dude at least is competent, usually, and he was not. If you think that Mac Jones looked impressive, I have a gently used Case Keenum to sell you. Give me a first round pick. Because the other thing is that Mac Jones is effectively at his ceiling. He's not going to get much better than he already is. He's extremely polished. He's, he's making the right reads. He's fairly quick on them. You know, he's not late on his reads like Justin Fields or Trey Lance are. He is fairly accurate. He just completely lacks arm strength and he panics under pressure. And he panics under pressure because he's never had to be good under pressure. Even in college, his first start against Auburn, 2019, maybe his second start. Auburn actually got pressure on him. And it's the only time that anybody's ever really gotten pressure on him since probably high school. And he looked awful. That's how you stop him. When he gets pressured, he gets panicked. And he does stupid things like roll out and throw the ball at a linebacker's chest. And again, if Devin White, who runs a 4-4-40, catches that ball, he's going for six because there's nobody in front of him and there's nobody behind him that's faster than him. 
In conclusion, the Bucks probably should have covered. Tom Brady looked really good, even if his first half was really not good, and Mac Jones did not impress. In fact, if anything, I'm more certain now of my Mark Sanchez comparison than I ever have been before. I guess that means I'll be looking to fade the Patriots. I'll be looking to throw multiple units on a team that can create significant pressure against the Patriots. When they play that team, I'm not sure, but it, it certainly won't be the Texans this week. Any team that can create pressure on the Patriots will beat them. I don't think the Patriots are a 500 or above team. I think the Buccaneers are in a lot of trouble because their secondary without their starting three corners and their starting free safety is really, really bad, and there's not a lot you can do to mask that. But Tom Brady is still, by a wide margin, the best quarterback in the NFL.